0: Well, praise the Lord. It's so good to see all of your smiling faces here in Ireland. Amen. We sure love you more than you could ever possibly know. We pray for you. We think about you all the time. And uh, we look forward to coming here uh, to be with Pastor Keith and all of you. And uh, just really coming into this trip, uh, just want to hug all of your neck just looking at you. but. Uh, we thoroughly enjoy being with you because you love the Word of God. And uh, we've been looking forward to this. We had a powerful service on Sunday. And I've just been praying, Lord, just do it here in Limerick City Church. Let it be powerful. Let it be real. Let it be eternal. Because that's what we need here on this Wednesday night. We need God to really touch our lives, to open our spirits, to really receive of the Lord. How many of you know he's the same yesterday? Today and forever. He never changes, but He's always the same. So He's the same that Sister Melissa experienced on Sunday here tonight to meet with us. So I'm excited about that. Looking forward to Sunday. I really do want to encourage you. Maybe swing around and invite somebody that maybe you've invited before to be in service on Sunday. I just believe God to send revival to this church. And How many of you believe in God to save somebody that you know? I mean, maybe you've already invited them, you've been praying for them, and maybe you've abandoned, not necessarily in a negative way, but how many of you know you can invite somebody for a long time and eventually just say, well, I'm just, I'm just going to leave that alone. I want you to re-invite those people. So whoever's coming back into your mind right now, I want you to go knock on some doors, and uh, I want you to get them here on Sunday. Can you do that? Amen. Praise the Lord. Once again, so great to be here. Uh, excited. I've got several different directions we could go tonight. Just been praying, believing God that He'd lead in all of it. But if you have your Bible, I'm going to have you turn to Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 14. We so appreciate Pastor Keith and his ministry, his friendship. Uh, he probably doesn't realize just how much I value our friendship. I've met a lot of people over the years and I've been friends with a lot of people, but it's a wonderful thing when people stick with the Word of God. And uh, this this dear brother, this friend, he he does that. He's impacting more people, God's impacting through his life than he could possibly imagine. And you are as a church. How many of you know this is a body? And I want you to know you help facilitate everything God does through this local body. I tell the church all the time, it may be me preaching off. People may see me behind a pulpit. But it's you going after the Lord that makes all of that possible. It's an encouraging thing. So I encourage you to keep doing that. But if you have your Bible, Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 14. Ezekiel eleven fourteen, 14. The Bible says again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying... I drop down to verse 24. The Bible says, Afterwards the Spirit took me up and brought me in a vision by the Spirit of God into Chaldea to them of the captivity. So the vision that I had seen went up from me. Then I spake unto them of the captivity all the things that the Lord had showed me. I go to Luke chapter 4 verse 17. Luke 4:17. The Bible says, and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and he opened the book and found the place where it was written The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because He anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now go to 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 24. The Bible says and the servant of the Lord must not strive but be gentle unto all men apt to teach patient in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves if God preadventure he will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him At his will now drop down to chapter 3 verse 6 for of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with diverse lusts ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth I want to preach for just a little while here tonight I believe it's the will of the Lord that you're here, that we're here. Uh, I told Pastor Keith earlier, they changed our flight 16 times to get here. We've been all over Europe, but we're here in Limerick City tonight. And I believe that the enemy has no doubt tried to hinder in many ways from us getting to this moment. But I believe the Lord has something to say to us tonight. Do you believe that? Say amen. Let's pray together. Come on, lift your voice to the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. God, I believe this is in the will of God. This is in your purpose, Lord, of life. And I pray, oh God, tonight that every person that is here, God, would come into a great relationship with you. God, I pray for this city. God, I believe tonight, God, that this can be something, Lord, of a springboard. Father, for something of revival to come in a deep and real way. I pray tonight. That you would anoint to speak, to hear in ways that only you can. We thank you, Lord, for these ten years of Limerick City Church. And I believe tonight, God, that the best days are ahead for this church. God, I'm asking, oh God, that you'd pour out of your spirit, God, upon us one more time. Lord, we thank you for the word of God. We give you praise, we give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Preaching once again tonight, speaking to those that dwell in captivity. D.L. Moody once said, Satan rules all men that are in his kingdom. Some he rules through lust. Some he rules through covetousness. Some he rules through appetite. Some he rules by their temper, but he rules them. And none will ever seek to be delivered until they get their eyes open And see that they have been taken captive by Him. We understand here tonight that spiritual captivity is a very real thing. As we look around us in our families, in our communities, in our society, and in our churches, we can clearly see that captivity touches every sphere of life. You may be here tonight and you may have the testimony That you are born again. But I believe that the Holy Spirit would really begin to search our lives. I believe there are places there that are still captive to the enemy. You see the word captive or captivity. As it relates to scripture means to capture or be exiled. In other words, captivity implies that the people are part of something else. Such as a nationality. A country or a people group and have been invaded and taken captive captivity speaks to the fact that where people are where people are residing and where people are dwelling that they do not belong there and that they are not there necessarily by choice now of course they can be there because of bad decisions wrong alliances and great failures But if they had clear liberty, they would not be where they are tonight. Knowing this, I'm quite confident that there are captive people all around us who are defeated, who are weary, who have lost hope for freedom, and who are wasting away in their captivity. In other words, all around us, there are people that are captive, people that are bound by the enemy, I was reading an article here this afternoon that right here in Limerick City, 500 people have tried to commit suicide in the river in just over five years. I believe tonight there are people that are captive all about us. Can you say amen? And to not acknowledge that fact, even here in this sanctuary tonight, as I look across and I see you, I believe that even in this room, there are people that if you were honest you would say Pastor Robin there are areas in my life that I'm held captive of the enemy. I don't want to be there. I do not want to be bound up in those areas of my life. You may be here and that may be the testimony of your life. However you must know right from the onset of this message. Luke 4.18 which says the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor he has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord you've got to get that in your spirit tonight that if you are here and you're bound by the enemy i was praying lord which way would you have me to go Then Brother Soph, he prayed and he said, Lord, let the captives be free tonight. And when he said that, Brother Paul, it resonated in my spirit that there are people here tonight, those that may watch via live stream or on YouTube, whatever else, and you are bound. By the enemy of your soul. And the Lord would have me to tell you tonight. That he has come to set you free. You've got to believe that. Can you shout amen? Amen. Now when we look to the word of God. We find that people often found themselves captive or in captivity. Matter of fact. These two words are used some 186 times. Scripture shows us. That the first person that was taken captive was Lot. Genesis 14 says. And when Abraham heard that his brother. Somebody shout his brother. Brother. Was taken captive. He armed his trained servants. Born in his own house. 318. And pursued them unto Dan. And he divided himself against them he and his servants by night and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot and his goods and the women also and the people. Now I want us to notice what Abraham did not do when he heard that Lot had been taken captive. But I also want us to notice What he did do. This is what you've got to see. That Abraham heard. Somebody shout heard. He heard that his brother was taken captive. And how many of you know tonight. That there are people all about us. And it is vital in the hour that we live. That we have ears to hear the cry of the bound. That is all about us. I think here tonight. People in my world. People. That are in your world. That are bound by the enemy of their soul. And the enemy is telling them that they can never be free. That they can never walk in the power of God. But I want you to know tonight that you can be free. You may be here tonight in all of your life. You've been bound by the enemy. Maybe bound by drugs or bound by a world of sin. But there are people in this room tonight. That can testify that no matter how bound you are you can be free by the power of the living God I look here tonight I think about sister Mary that was bound by the enemy but God came and God saved her and God set her free I look every day in my office what she made me those years ago that coffee mug and it's a testimony that it doesn't matter how bound you may be that God can set you free I said the Lord can come even here tonight on a Wednesday night the Lord can come he can raise you up above the shadows he can turn your life around he can place your feet on the rock I said the Lord can do that tonight and I just feel the enemy trying to rip that reality out of the depths of your spirit but you've got to know that Jesus is alive and He is well and He can save you and deliver you and set you free. Can you say amen tonight? Hallelujah. You've got to know that. We've got to see that Abraham did hear. So first he did not just go on with his life. Brush off what he heard. Allow his brother to fight his own fight. Or act like nothing was going on in the life of his brother. But rather, he armed his servants. Pursued the enemy. He strategically considered his approach to the enemy. He smote the enemy. He pursued the enemy. And then he brought back all the goods. Lot, his goods, the women and all the people. In other words, Abraham was moved by what he heard. He didn't just let it go through one ear and out the other. Can you say amen? That's very vital. I'm around people all of the time. It's not that we don't see the need. Amen. All the time on this street, there are people that are lost. People that are bound by the enemy. And you and I could turn a deaf ear to all of that. But I do believe that God is raising up a people that is not going to turn a deaf ear to the people that are bound by the enemy. Here just last month, Sister Melissa can testify. We went into the prison. She wasn't able to go. But we were able to go into a prison there in Arkansas. It was a maximum security prison. Very few people have ever been able to go into all of the barracks. But God sent us there on a mission. And before we went there, the Lord said, Robin, I've got people that are bound that need to be set free by my power. And after we were there, the chaplain came to Pottsville and he said you know I gave all of you the opportunity to go into the barracks and you guys jumped at that opportunity but that's not always the way that it is there's certain people that come and they don't want to go in there they're too afraid or maybe they just don't want to identify with these men on that level but I believe tonight that's the reason the church is not having the impact like it needs to have because we're Try to disassociate with hearing the needs of the people that are all around us but here in Limerick City I do believe with all of my heart that God is raising up a church that is going to say you know what we're not going to be afraid of those that are bound by drugs that are bound by evil but we're going to step right in to their situation and let them know that there is a God that can still deliver and Set the captive free, can you say, man? In other words, as Christ, Abraham, led captivity captive. Ephesians 4 8 says, Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Matthew Henry said, We ought to be ready whenever. Somebody shout, Whenever. It is the power. Of our hands. To secure and relieve those. That are in distress. Especially our relations and friends. A brother. Is born for adversity. A friend in need. Is a friend indeed. Another commentary states. Abraham. rescued the rest of the captives. For Lot's sake. Though they were strangers to him. And such as he was under. No obligation to it all. Nay, though they were Sodomites. I want you to see that. Sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And though probably he might have recovered Lot alone by ransom. Yet he brought back all the women and the people. In other words, Abraham sought to lead those to freedom. That would only use that freedom to set themselves up for a greater destruction in life. You've got to know that. I thought about that in relation to the 10 years, Pastor Keith. You guys have labored. You've went after captives. You've preached on the streets of Limerick. I mean, you have a testimony of the power of God in this city. And the enemy would like you to believe that all of that was wasted. But you've got to know tonight that nothing is wasted when you give people an opportunity to, to to live A life with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In other words. Abraham sought to lead those to freedom. That would only use that freedom. To set themselves up for utter destruction in time. As we consider this. I do think it very important. For us to look in greater detail. At the action of Abraham. In relation to what he saw. So the first thing is Abraham heard. Isn't it right? He heard something. But then he allowed what he heard to move him into action. So we find that the first thing that he did was he armed his trained servants. Now it is important to note that he had trained his servants before the moment of need. Isn't that right? In other words, Abraham did not use times of peace to be idle, but rather used that time to train, to develop, to teach, and to instruct, knowing that a time would soon come when it would be imperative that his servants were rightly trained. Amen. So I want you to see here tonight. Here is Abraham. His brother, Brother Paul, is in bondage. He's captive. That's what he is. He hears about it. But then he says, I've got to do something about this. So, what does he do? The first thing to note is that he armed his trained servants. And if ever we needed people to be trained in the Lord, that time is now. That time is now. If ever we needed people to be trained in the Word of God, that time is now. Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. 1 Timothy 4, 11 says, These things command and teach. It is my observation that training is greatly lacking among the household of Abraham. And I believe that is oftentimes the reason we do not... Do in relation to the captive the way that the Lord would have us to do. I'm so thankful for a pastor in Pastor Keith. That understands that training is paramount. Isn't that right? Training is paramount in leading people into a place of freedom. If you and I are not trained in the ways of the Lord. That takes time. Many times. I look across all that is happening in the church world. And it is my observation that most of it is because there is not people that are being trained in the right, right ways of God. Very rarely are pastors training those that are under them how to handle the weapons of the Lord. We give weapons to people that are untrained and then we, then we wonder why it's so difficult to see people come to the Lord. But I want you to know tonight that training in the times of peace is never wasted time. You may be here tonight and you may say, Pastor Robin, I oftentimes feel like I'm just doing nothing. I just sit there all the time receiving. But you've got to know that in those moments of time that God is pouring something on the inside of you that he is going to use down the road. So don't you be discouraged. Don't you be dismayed. Don't say to yourself, I'm not doing anything for the Lord. But do come to understand that God is training you up because one day he's going to send you out to deliver those that are bound. To leave them to freedom but you've got to be trained in the ways of God you've got to know that the Lord is pouring something in the depths of your spirit that one day he's going to use for his glory listen Limerick City all of these 10 years God has been training you and developing you and pouring into you because he's getting ready to use you in a way that you could barely understand Because it's greater than you It's going to touch the world It's going to touch this city Can you shout amen Amen. That's what the Lord is doing Hallelujah This is why church services Sunday school Prayer meetings And called gatherings are so vital For it is there that the believer Is trained and developed 2 Timothy 3 says Every scripture Inspired of God is also profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, which is in righteousness. John Gill said, Abram's servants were trained up by him in religious exercises, in the affairs and business of civil life, in the care of flocks and herds, and particularly in the art of war, which was both lawful and necessary. For the preservation of his family and substance from oppressors. In other words, he understood that those that were in his house needed to be trained in every sphere of life. Not just one. It's easy for us to look at ourselves and say, well... I need to be trained on an instrument I need to be trained in preaching the Word of God I need to be trained in ushering but listen to me tonight you and I need much more than that we need every sphere of life to be trained up in the fear and admonition of the Lord if you study this out you'll find that Abraham's servants were trained in many many areas of life and you and I if we're going to be used of the Lord the way God desires in these last days we've got to be trained in the word of God oh listen to me tonight we must be trained in the word of God we must know all that there is to know we must have our mouths open to the Lord and say Lord there's no sphere of my life that is off to you training me but Lord every bit of of my life. I'm open to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You may say tonight, I don't know why there's not victory in that area, but could it be that you have refused the training of the Lord in that area? And the Lord just wants me to tell you tonight, just open up to God and say, Lord, do it in my life. Every area, every place, let every crevice of my heart, Be trained in the word of God So when the enemy comes in like a flood I can say with Holy Ghost boldness Thus saith the Lord It is written Hallelujah We need soldiers in the army of the Lord That are trained in the ways of God Can you say amen? Amen Amen. Charles Spurgeon said The most difficult part of the training Of young men. Is not to put the right thing into them. But to get the wrong thing out of them. I've pastored for a long time. I can tell you it's easy to teach people what to do. But it's a lot harder to teach them what not they've already learned to do. And I can assure you tonight. Maybe you've come into LCC. Maybe you're watching through, a, through the video, whatever else. If you have a place in your life that is not open to the furtherance and progression of gospel training, you're going to find down the road you're exposed to the enemy in that particular area of life. But if you'll just come into this church and let everything in your heart be submitted to the word of God, let nothing be established that's based on religion based upon traditions of men but just say Lord all I'm after is the Lord Jesus Christ I'm not after my way I'm not after my thought I'm not after my feeling but I'm after the word of God who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ I just believe tonight, so that God is taking this church into a place of greater revelation greater understanding a place with the Lord where God can use you in a way that is powerful that is glorious we are in the last days church and we must get a hold of God the time is short Jesus is coming we must look up for our redemption is surely drawn nigh can you say amen amen Amen. one able commentary states This job of training leaders was so important that it could not be restricted to Timothy alone. Those whom he had trained must also be given the job to teach others also. I look across this sanctuary, Pastor Keith, and I remember when you told me before how some of these were first saved and how glorious it was. and I remember rejoicing with you. How these new converts. I think Brother Soul this is even a place you used to DJ in. and I remember that testimony. I remember rejoicing with Pastor Keith about that. And I see today how God is using you to train others as this man of God has trained you and Brother Paul and others. And I rejoice in that. You say why? Because that's the biblical way. Can you say, man? It's the biblical way to train, to train others. You see, I do think it's important to note that Abraham did train and develop every sphere of life. Genesis 18:19 says, For I've known him to the end that he may command his children and his household after him, that they may keep the way of Jehovah. To do righteousness and justice. To the end that Jehovah may bring upon Abraham. That which He spoken of him. This verse tells us that the Lord identified the fact. That Abraham trained his household not only in warfare. But in the way of Jehovah. How to live righteously and how to live with justice. In other words. Abraham's household was not just trained in kids' ministry. Come on now. Jail ministry, nursery ministry, song ministry, or usher ministry. But was trained so that their lives had no lack of knowledge and awareness. I've done this a long time. And over these years, I've witnessed people say, Well, that's not really what I'm called to do. You ever heard that? That's not really where I want to help. But I can tell you this: if you've got babies in that church, you must be willing to train them as much as you are to train that 90-year-old. There must be no sphere of life that you think you're too big to minister in. There must be no soul you're unwilling to go after for the glory of God. I've heard a lot of preachers say well I just can't do that. Well when they tell me that I say just hit the road you're not like me because I believe the word of God and I believe that every soul those two boys back there by you brother Paul are as valuable as anybody else and my prayer tonight is that the word of God will find them as much as it finds my brother here because God He's after everybody. I said He's after everybody. And when you and I come to understand that, we can then come to know there's nobody beyond the reach of God, nobody the Lord's not after. There's nobody too bound by the devil that God cannot save. There's nobody that God cannot reach. There's nobody that God cannot turn around. Hallelujah. So the first thing that Abraham did was he trained his people. He did that in peacetime. The second thing we find is that he armed them. In other words, he placed a weapon in their hands. We're dealing with captives tonight. I'm preparing you for what I want to say at the end. In other words, he placed a weapon in their hands. 2 Corinthians. 6, 7 says, In the word of truth, in the power of God, by the armor of righteousness, on the right hand and on the left. Ephesians 6, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers Against the rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Wherefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. William Garnall said, "In heaven we shall appear not in armor, but in robes of glory." But here, somebody shout here, Amen. here. These are to be worn night and day. We must walk, work, and sleep in them. Or else we are not true soldiers of Christ. You see, Abraham understood that the Christian must only go to warfare as they wear the complete armor of God. Amen. He understood. We're dealing with people that are captive. That's what I'm preaching to you tonight. We're dealing with people that are on these streets back here that are bound by the devil. Come on, somebody. I mean, they're bound by the enemy, the patty cakes of religion. That's not going to work. Can you say amen? This little, you know, just few words in a message, that's not going to work. We must go out there in the power and in the armor of God. So Abraham... Once again, the first thing is that he heard. The second thing is that he trained. But then the third thing is that he armed those trained men. He didn't give the armor to somebody untrained. But he gave it to somebody that was trained. It would have been a foolish thing for Abraham to have gone after Lot without first arming his men to fight. We must come to realize... That we might have a desire to help those that have been taken captive. But if we are not trained and do not wear the armor that the Lord has provided. Then we stand no chance of recovery. Amen. We find that the next thing that Abraham did was that he divided his men. This is very important. The first thing he did is he heard. The second thing he did was he had trained his men, but then he armed those trained men. The next thing he did was he divided his men. In other words, Abraham considered the best strategy possible and then implemented that strategy. In this we must come to realize that the same approach and the same actions are not always suitable for the moment. Let me say that again. The same actions are not always suitable for the moment. A good leader, a good pastor, and a good church realizes that every battle, every situation, and every problem calls for a particular strategy. It is an eternal fact that spiritual warfare is not cookie cutter. Let me say that again. It's an eternal fact that spiritual warfare is not cookie cutter. Here's Abraham. He sees out there his brother has been taken captive. So he gathers his men. But he understands in approaching the enemy that had his brother captive. He had to consider the environment of which he went into. As a pastor I've had to learn this. For if I fail to seek the Lord and address every situation the exact same way then I'm bound for failure. It is the religious and carnal mind that thinks that everything is cookie cutter when it comes to church administration, individual deliverance, and Christian development. Amen. Of course there are things that are set But if Scripture and the life of our Lord teaches us anything, it is that these things must be approached in the mind of God and be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. I've got two boys, Sister Melissa and I. One's 15. That's hard to believe. One's 10. But these boys, I can assure you, they've got to be approached in different ways, in different things, in order to get the desired effect. And we must come to understand That in our gospel presentation not necessarily in the pulling back of what we preach or compromise but I can tell you this we understand with the Lord that he spit in mud then he spoke the word. He understood that when you deal with those that are bound by the enemy that there can be very real differences in how you approach those people. I understand tonight that the word of God is always relevant. It's always the approach. But I can also understand that when we go out there, there's some people they are going to be saved by us preaching there in the streets, Brother Paul. But there's other people. We're going to have to knock on some doors. We're going to have to take to lunch. We're going to have to go and pray for them in the hospital. We're going to have to do different things. You say, why? Because we must consider the approach in dealing with those that are captive. You've got to understand I've come to learn that strategy As it relates to spiritual warfare Is paramount If the believer and church Is going to experience The victory of the Lord Isn't that right? I said it's it's imperative That you and I consider What we're going to do In relation to seeing people delivered That are bound by the enemy Now the last thing we find is that Abraham smote, pursued, and then brought back the people. In other words, training was right. Arming was right. Strategy was right. However, there came a moment in time when all of that had to culminate in actual fighting. You see, we can train in much. We can be armed with the Word of God. And we can know how to do much in relation to the gospel. However, if we do not actually ever put all of these things into action, we are just a museum of do-nothings. Someone once said, there will be no knights in shining armor in God's kingdom. Our armor will have many dings and dents. No, no perfect Hollywood heroes will ride to save the day. Just wearied saints to look to God and in weakness find Christ's strength. This indeed is the essence of God's kingdom. Divine greatness manifests in common people such as you and I. In other words, you and I can know much about the word of God. I've been around people that can tell you a lot about this book. I've been been around people that have been through the school of Christ time and time again. But they never do nothing in relation to see people that are bound set free from the devil. We can gather in our beautiful sanctuaries. We can throw our hands up to the Lord. And we can say how wonderful it is to be saved. But if I'm trying to tell you anything through all of this tonight. It is simply this. That you and I must hear the cries of those that are bound all around us. Limerick City has thousands and thousands of people. You are here tonight. And you are bound by the enemy. Hear my heart. Hear my desire. And the Lord's desire for you tonight. It is this. You are captive to the enemy. Maybe those around you do not know. You may have sat in these chairs time and time again. But if you were honest tonight. You would say Pastor Robin. I've got some bondage in my life. There are areas that are captive to the enemy. I've said all of this to say tonight that God has come tonight to set you free that's why you're here tonight you didn't just show up you didn't just walk through that door you've not just come into this room to hear some good singing but God has drawn you by his spirit to set you free tonight that's what the Lord desires to do in your life but not only you but all. All of this city, all of this country, the Lord desires to set free. Can you shout amen if you believe it? Amen. We've got to understand tonight that all of this has to do with captivity. I remember maybe some of you, I was praying for this night. I've said, Sister Melissa and I, we've got very little sleep over the past few days. And just my heart has been just burdened. Pastor Keith asked me earlier, he said, you want to move this to another night? You're just barely getting in. But my heart has been burdened for this service tonight. Because I do understand there is somebody here, somebody that needs to know that though you are captive to the enemy, that God can set you free. That's the reason of God. That's what the Lord desires to do. Amen. I remember several years ago we were right out here on these streets and we were evangelizing preaching the gospel and I loved every bit of that. And as I prayed I said Lord has anybody in this church waned from going after those that are bound? Has anybody become complacent in all of these ten years saying well we've done it five years ago we did it three years ago where it's time tonight for you to do it again is what I'm telling you for you to mount that horse and for you to get the armor of the Lord and say you know what I'm not going to close my ear off any longer to my brothers that are bound all about me but I'm going to go after them in the name of the Lord if I've got to get scratches so be it if I've got to get bloodied so be it be it if I've got to be put in harm's way so be it but I value the souls of men I value my family I value Limerick City I value Ireland I value the souls of men that God can set them free do you believe it hallelujah hallelujah I said the Lord can set them free In other words, the believer's training and armor is not meant for a parade ceremony, but the trenches of divine warfare. Amen. All of this of Abraham, all of this of his servants, Their training wasn't for them to wear a badge or get a certificate and put it on the wall and say, look at me. I've graduated this. Look at me. I've learned all the books of the Bible. That's where we've got to in our generation. People that just wear badges on their shirt and say, I know so much about the Word of God. But friend, if there are people in that are dying and going to hell, what does that do for anybody? I can tell you a certificate Never saved a man But I can tell you you can If you walk with God I can tell you tonight My heart is just overburdened For people that are captive Abraham could have said listen I don't got time for lot It's his foolishness, Pastor Keith That got him in that mess in the first place He chose that life And look at him now I've heard that spew out Of religious mouths People that say well they're giving what they deserve anyhow may our heart may it be broken when we get the news of a brother that is bound by the devil may we say one to another it's time to mount those horses brother and go after them let us not sit here when the souls of men are perishing all about us but let us rise up and say Lord under the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost I'm going to go after every Every one of them until all men may know Christ is alive. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I feel my help right now. We're about to get where we need to go. What are you saying, Pastor Robin? I'm telling you tonight, we've messed around way too much. I've tried to labor through all of this here tonight. To get to this core fact to each of you. To get down to you know where the rubber meets the road. To let everybody here know. I know most of your testimony. Oh it's powerful. I know how God came and saved you. I look at you and see the south both of you. The families that are saved in here. Oh my God. I think about it all the time. I think about your testimony and your testimony. My God how it has influenced people. But let us not forget Limerick City Church there's a world all around you there's a world right across that street they're bound by the devil they're captive at his will I mean they're bound maybe they're thinking tonight nobody's coming for me nobody's coming for me it's my fault that I'm here I didn't listen to the pastor I didn't do this when I should have my heart has been greatly grieved as of late oh Robin never become captive never become hard at that lot. Yes, he shouldn't have chose Sodom. He's around all of that mess that there is. My God, but may my heart always reach out. May my life be an offering for the Lord. May I always be willing in the morning or the evening, in the middle of the night when I hear my brother has been taken captive by the enemy. Oh my, may all of you here tonight know if I ever hear in Arkansas that you have become captive I'll get on that plane I'll go through 16 hours of change flights to get to you to let you know there is a God that is still reaching for you that still loves you that's still calling out your name and here tonight may our spirit be stirred one more time for the souls of men the souls of men I can tell you there's captive all about it you say oh pastor Robin I've never seen you have to break through like you broke through tonight I can tell you the enemy doesn't want you freeze why oh yeah I think I'll go another hour now pastor Keith I said here tonight you've come into this house there's areas of your life sister Melissa testified Sunday morning my mother Been diagnosed with cancer a few weeks ago. Haven't been able to walk in years, two years, her knee with a cane. Hobbles everywhere she goes. Sunday morning, the power of God came into that place. My mother threw down her cane. Started running around that church. I'm just telling you tonight, if you are captive, you don't have to be bound any longer by sin. You don't have to be captive by lust. You don't have to be captive by anxiety. Some of you are so afraid of your shadow. And the Lord would say to you tonight, He's come to set you free. You're not to be afraid of your shadow. That Peter's shadow was so powerful that it just brought healing to people. And I can tell you tonight that God can turn you around. I said the Lord can turn it around for you, I just hear the hoods of those coming after you tonight. Tonight, your opportunity to respond to the freedom the Lord offers you. Think about it. I said, think about it. How many times that you and I applaud our great training? Amen. How many times that you and I applaud this great training that we have? We know so much. Aren't you thankful to be trained? I can tell you to be trained and never use what you've been taught is a waste on many levels. Come on, somebody. I said to be trained and to not apply is to know one day you'll stand before God. And I know this church is being trained. I have no doubt that this church, if any church, is being trained. Can you say amen? But you must use that training to be armed. Until you, you put armor on somebody that is not trained, you're going to get a mess. You're going to get ears cut off. Come on, somebody. That's why it's so vital. You say, why is the church world in the shape it's in? Because we're putting untrained people behind pulpits with the word of God. And they're making a mess of things. But Abraham understood you only arm people that you've taken time to train. Come on, somebody. You may be here tonight and you may say, well, I don't know why Pastor Keith didn't let me do this or do that. Just know you're being trained. Just know you're being developed. But one day you're going to be ready. Did you hear me? I said, one day you're going to be ready. But until that day, embrace the training, knowing that one day God is going to equip you with the other things you need to do what he's called you to do. Can you say amen? That's where Abraham was at. All of that brings us to our text. You say, was that the introduction? No. <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 11 verse 24 says, Afterwards the Spirit took me up and brought me in a vision by the Spirit of God into Chaldea, to them of the captivity. So the vision that I had seen went up from me. Then I spake unto them of the captivity all. Somebody shout all. all. Shout all the things that the Lord had showed me in these two verses we find that Ezekiel was taken up by the spirit of God to two different places in other words here Ezekiel the Lord is moving in his life and the Lord is showing Ezekiel things that is very paramount for those that are in captivity to know at first he was shown the temple in Jerusalem Ezekiel 11:1 says Moreover, the Spirit lifted me up and brought me in unto the east gate of Jehovah's house, which looketh eastward. But then Ezekiel was brought back to Chaldea, to those of captivity. We understand that while at the temple, that Ezekiel saw a myriad of things as it related to the actions, failures of the princes of the land. But ultimately, Ezekiel saw the new heart that God would give to his people. We understand that this vision of God that the Lord had given to Ezekiel was not for his sole benefit, but was given so that he could give a message, a hope, and an encouragement to those that were held captive. In other words, God understood that there were people that were captive that could not know what they needed to know. They were in a position of captivity as Lot was and all of those of Sodom. They were in a position of captivity. But God understood that he had a man. He had a church that he could show things that was beyond the sphere and the environment of captivity. Did you hear that? He understood that he had a man and he had a church that he could rise above in a vision above all of the captivity. So that the captivity would no longer bind them up. To where they only saw what they saw with their natural eyes. But that they could see things that were beyond the moment. You've got to know that the Lord will use you and I in such a way. In other words, Ezekiel was given something that the captive needed to hear. Did you hear that? He was given something that the captive needed to hear. It was John that said, We testify or proclaim to you what we have both seen and what we have heard. In other words, John understood that this world is held captive by the enemy. People all about us. And that is why it is paramount, it's imperative that you and I allow the Lord to rise us above. All of the mess that is going on around us. Come on somebody. All of the COVID stuff we went through. All of the stuff with human governments. All of the stuff. That is in religious circles. God has to have a man. He's got to have a church. That he can take above all of that. And show them something not. So they can just pat themselves on the back. And say look at me. I know what you don't know. But that they can use that fresh revelation. And proclaim it to those that are captive people. That do not think there's any future for them. They can then know that God is not through yet. Hallelujah. And maybe you're there tonight. Maybe you're captive. Maybe you're in a place in your life where the enemy is just speaking to your life. You are defeated. You are in despair. And the enemy has said to you, there's no future for you. Well, friend, there is a future for you. Hallelujah. And that future is the Lord Jesus Christ. I said the Lord can change it all in a twinkling of an eye. Can you say amen Amen In other words Ezekiel was given something That the captive needed to hear and We must come to realize That what we are given Is not just for us But it is also For the captive You've got to know that I've got to know that 2 Timothy 2 says And the servant of the Lord Must not strive But be gentle unto all men Apt to teach, patient, and In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God preadventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. One able commentary states Ezekiel Ezekiel wasn't given this message for his own amazement, but to instruct and warn people and elders of Israel Matthew Henry said he received that he might give and he was faithful to him that appointed him he delivered his message very honestly he spoke all that the Lord had shown him and that only which God had shown him in other words I've endeavored here tonight to show you that there are people that are captive among us tonight I said there are people that are captive among us tonight But there's also people that are captive right outside those doors. You believe that? And it's imperative that each and every one of us do something about that. I've told the church there in Arkansas many times, we're not just to sit here on these comfortable chairs and rejoice of the God of our salvation, which we do that. Can you say amen? We obviously rejoice in what the Lord has done for us. But for us to not go after people that are held captive like we once were is an injustice in absolutely every way. We must come to the place in our walk with God that the very hearing causes us to spring into action. You believe that? Would you stand with us all over? When we look at the Word of God, we find that there were several people that heard about the difficulty of other people. How many of you know the enemy? The enemy is very good at getting us to focus on ourselves. Isn't that right? To become very introverted in what we're going through. Because if he can get you just to always look at yourself, you forget about everybody else. That is going through some very difficult things that are captive to the enemy. But the Lord has to move us beyond all of that, doesn't He? And I just believe tonight, I've tried to pour out my heart to you. I've tried to, my best to convey to you what I feel the Lord would have me to say tonight. And I believe tonight there are those that are captive to the enemy. Maybe you've attended this church for many years. Maybe you have first come tonight, but you're captive. You're captive. And I want you to know that God has come to set you free. That's why the Lord come. He said, I've come to set the captive free free that's why he comes because he cares about you and your captivity he cares about you bound by your sin bound in that old way of life the Lord cares about that and he can save you